Get out the insurance cards, get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends. Brought to you by DrRoto.com. Hey everyone, welcome to the Look Back Podcast with Sam and Maddie, brought to you by DrRoto.com. Get your daily prescription of fantasy sports. Maddie, how are you? Week 18 is over. We're on to the playoffs. The playoffs. Are you excited? Are you exhausted? Like I feel like so many emotions right now. I'm I'm happy. I'm tired. I want to throw up a little bit, but it's all good. Like I don't know. Spoken a like a true Steelers fan. I wouldn't expect you to feel any other way. I was actually going to ask you how you felt because I mean, wow, wow. <laughs> yeah. They wanted they wanted the Steelers in the playoffs. Yeah, I guess I guess they did. Um, I kept hearing a lot of that. You know, why didn't the Raiders just kneel and let the tie go to tie? But you know, they're division rivals. At the end of the day, if you don't play to win the game, you play to be competitive to knock out a rival. Like this isn't like there's no participation trophies. I feel like more people would be more upset if they allowed it to just go to a tie than anything else in that game. Because, I mean, it would just uh, to me that's zero sportsmanship and like, like. Yeah, we'll just both go to the playoffs. No, like, no. Come on, let's no. So, but not to say that it wasn't an emotional roller coaster having to go through all of that. That was just, you know, definitely gave me some extra gray hairs, took some years off my life. You know, I'm 34, but I probably look like, you know, 60 today. I just feel no, decrepit. Great. <laughs> I'm, I mean, yeah, as a play, can you imagine if you were playing for either one of these teams and your coach was just like, you know what? We've made it this far. We're just going to kneel and we're going to both go and it's going to be fine. And we're going to settle for a tie. I want to want to play for a coach like that. No, It wouldn't give you any motivation going into the playoffs, which you absolutely need. And, and yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I will tell you, I was exhausted last night. So I was like, all right, I don't care. Let's tie it up. Let's go. But then after Josh Jacobs just decided to run through walls yeah I was like okay I'm here for this let's go Raiders yeah I mean I I was so kind of footballed out by the end of the day because I was just on top of every single game and then I was so exhausted after going through overtime with the Steelers game and we'll get to that I'm sure a little bit later but I was just so tired I was like yeah I don't care who wins it doesn't matter who wins as long as they don't tie I'm fine so I was just intentionally not watching the game because I was like I need a break I need me time and then my dad texted me. He was like, "Are you watching this game?" And I, when I, when my dad texts me if I'm watching this game, that means that like I need to be watching this game. So I turn it on. I'm just like, my brain just exploded. I was just like, "Why?" I was completely relaxed up until right now. <laughs> all the but anxiety is back. Honestly, all you needed to watch in that game was like the last three minutes, and yeah. you were fine. But it no, was it was, it was insane. The fourth down conversions. I mean. To sum it all up, the Chargers' lack of defense, run defense, is what kind of tanked him. Yeah, like it has yeah. been their entire season. It has. Justin and Herbert's did... amazing. Justin Herbert is amazing. That is also the resolution of the story. I did go back and because I have YouTube TV, I could watch the rest of the game. So I did rewind it and I watched, you know, I watched it all again so I could at least figure out everything all the storylines and everything that was happening everything that went wrong and i was just all of it was so much too and My i just kept watching the podcast i'm sorry I, I know i'm so happy that your dogs won't join the podcast because knox is asleep behind me <laughs> oh little one hello Fluffy. he's so ugly he's cute okay i love him oh i want to cuddle him he's so cute um no so i was watching the the game and i was watching the third quarter and I'm like, everyone keeps saying all these fourth down conversions. I'm like, where are we going to get to this like nail biting moment? Cause everything just looked terrible. I was like, how are they supposed to come back? It was kind of like rewatching, like going to the, like if you ever pick up a book in class and you're like, I'm just going to read the last page and like, what? That's crazy. And then you start the book again. You're like, how does it end up there? That's yeah. kind of how I felt the whole third quarter, even into the fourth quarter. And I'm like, when is this supposed to get good? <laughs> And then, and then it all, of course, happened the last couple together. minutes, and I was just like, "Oh my gosh, this is insane!" I, it was a definitely a roller coaster of a game. So many implications, so much, so much talk also about the Raiders' coach, the interim coach, and how he's been handling this season. You can tell how well his players, like you know, respect him, and I feel like he did a really good job. I think on the other side of the ball, the Chargers' coach obviously has some questionable moments, to name a few. Um, 
why did they take time out there and all these moments and like just why didn't well, they give Justin Herbert the ball sooner and it was all insane. <laughs> oh gosh, we uh, got someone joining us. Daniel's tuning in. Thank you. Saying college championship game and the look back podcast. Talk about spoiled. You're welcome. <laughs> we were a little bored with the college championship game, so yeah. started early. Um, but thank you for joining in all the way in Australia, Daniel. You're yeah. you are a true champ. A um, yeah, true gem. But no, my thing with the timeout is if you want to take it, take it. But then do something. You know that they were going to run the ball. Why are we not run blitzing right there? I don't understand. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Thanks for tuning in. That was my issue with the timeout. Like, if you're going to do – if you're going to take a timeout there, it's to make some changes. So make some changes. Yeah. Do 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 something. something Yeah. Do a thing to make sense of what you just did. Like, this is not playing right. And then, obviously, the whole game, um, the storyline as well of just, you know, why wasn't – why weren't they using Justin Herbert for Justin Herbert? Like, why wasn't he – passing the ball so much more than he was in the first half of the game why wasn't it until the fourth quarter when you needed him to convert every fourth down they were like yes air it out the raiders were targeting their weak spot which is the right side of that offensive line and we've been talking about it for all season long it hasn't gotten better um i think a a lot of it does come down to the talent that they have it's just not I don't think that the right tackles developed. I don't think that the right guard um, has any will to want to do his job or to be any better. I don't think that they have the athleticism. Yeah. 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 I mean, eight-year veteran. and Off-season. Yeah. And so I think that if they can strengthen up the offensive line, they can get some – just some any sort of help on the defense, really. Like anything would be awesome. Like it doesn't even have to be like a strong unit, just like a little bit of help. Just a little bit better. Just be better. And then <laughs> that'll help a lot. It'll help a lot. It, I mean, Justin Herbert can do insane things, but he can't yeah. do it by himself. But yeah, I do think that fixing the right side of that offensive line, developing it, whatever they want to do is going to help Justin Herbert significantly next year. Hi, Daniel. <laughs> throwing up some waves appreciate you um i think that also when you look at the chargers and how they've developed over the last couple years you know since discovering the fact that they have justin herbert and all his amazingness and realizing they have all this potential with him um and then obviously this offseason with uh changing coaches and obviously trying to get more defensive minded because their defense was absolutely deplorable before that I think that this is just a team that's still in transition, but because of how good Justin Herbert is, we just want more out of them. And I think that's mm-hmm. kind of like, we need to remember like there's, they're almost in a full rebuild. That's what they're trying to do within two years. And that's, that takes so much more work than what we've seen and more work than I think what probably fantasy managers are willing to wait for. Right. Um, just in terms of overall, but there's still a lot of bright spots. I think that the entire mm-hmm. offensive core, as we know it right now, is probably going to stay pretty much the same in the offseason. I guess I can't imagine who necessarily would go, but I'm also excited for this core next season in redraft scenarios in any new dynasties that I happen to get into. Not that I want to, not throwing it out there. Don't invite me into any dynasty leagues. Your I have DMs too many. are about to get blown up. Too many dynasty leagues, anyways. It's too much, but. For dynasty purposes, I love dynasty. It's like it's just you know, it's it's my love hate. That's my um, digging the hole deeper. What's that phrase that everyone keeps saying? That's my toxic trait. <laughs> my toxic Look at trait. you. Sam's talking I'm trying, like the cool kids. I'm trying to talk like I know how to use TikTok, but I really don't. Um, <laughs> no, I, so it's definitely that. a toxic trait. I just I can't with too many dynasty leagues. I just I yes no yes. Um, but it's a benefit said, to us, so it keep is. It coming. You know. I just I try. It's all for everybody else. It's to help everyone. All that being said, like I'm still excited about every single offensive player here going into next season. I mean, obviously Mike Williams had some great moments and then dropped off completely. Again, to me, that speaks to the consistency overall on the entire team and all the work they need to do there to be more consistent mm-hmm. as a unit. And I so I'm not out on him. He's someone that I'm still looking at in drafts, but depending on where he falls, that could be a value where you get him. I don't think I'm jumping too early on him now just seeing how it yeah. can go and level off you know the still love there. yeah 
Keenan Allen, love him. And then Austin Eckler obviously proved himself ending the season as high as he did in terms of running back rankings and just in PPR formats, he is a must draft in that first round. Love Eckler. I love Eckler. Um, I agree. Do you want to know what's not fantastic? What? The Jags beating the Colts. (laughs) Okay. I'm so glad we're talking about this now. Yeah, because that was another Uh, thing too. Like on Saturday when you were thinking like – Raven Steelers, and we're both just like, okay, yeah, we'll make the playoffs if the Jags beat the Colts. We joked about it. It we was did. a, it was a literal joke. We laughed about it later. I wrote it down in my diary and laughed about it later that night. Like that's how, like it was just, it made no sense as like a thing that could actually happen. <laughs> but it did. Somebody tweeted out, "This is going to be a sad ending to Hard Knocks." <laughs> oh, that's so I good. <laughs> I know. Kyle, uh, you're the man. Yeah, I mean, um, brutal. no, but Carson Wentz did Carson Wentz things. The offensive line did not play well. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Sure. Yeah. The, I think the Colts beating the Jags is fantastic. Yeah. yeah it's just- She's feeling real great today. Super good. Super I don't good. know. You guys were put through like the emotional just ringer yesterday. It was an emotional roller coaster to say All the weekend. least. The whole weekend. It was definitely, I mean, also. Jamal Agnew. Off, um, yeah, Jamal Agnew. You're and, right, Kyle. Uh, I think starting off too with Monday, and obviously that being Ben's last home game, we're like, wow, this is going to be the last game Ben plays at home stadium. And the next week is probably his last game. The whole week. Next week is probably his last game, his last game. And then it was like, Maybe he has another game. Maybe, maybe. Oh my God. Like it was just this escalation of emotions that was just too much. It was too much to handle. And I mean, the whole, you know, TJ Watt thing. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Just love that man. Very good. Love the Watt brothers. Love them. Love the Watt brothers. Love the Watt brothers. The last time I got to actually go to a Steelers game was when the Chargers were playing at StubHub Arena before SoFi, so the year before they moved. And that arena is much, much smaller. It's a soccer stadium inherently, so it's much smaller than anything else. But it was a really fun game to watch football at because you were super close and everyone had a good seat. But also leaving that game was super cool because I got to see the parents. And oh my gosh, it was just like, first of all, there the, the dad, the patriarch, he is a big man. That is a big dude. He's a he's a big boy. He is a big boy. You have and to be a big boy to create the men to that he's create created. the men that he's created. Yes, but then the the mom is just the most precious mom singer. She she reminds me of every mom I've seen at any of my brother's games growing up. Any track meet, she's just like I'm like she's only missing like a poster of like I love my son. Like she's just such a cute little lady. I love her. She's adorable. I I love <laughs> observing family members of players at sporting events. It's not just football, but football is one of my favorites. Like when I was at OU, I lived with part of the offensive line. So my tickets were in the family section. And so like I had all of these moms and dads around me. And the dads, dads were always like very stoic. They'd sit there and they're just like this, like all game. Like maybe if a really great something happened, you get a little – but the moms were like about ready to like take people out, screaming, cussing, <laughs> Don't you touch my kid. Like, oh my like, um, yeah, yeah. Aaron Rukowski, he was uh he I remember he had one hit and he got called, he got ejected for targeting, and it was not targeting, I will say. He didn't lower his head, he would just like took the guy out because it was a great hit. They call him for targeting and his mom got thrown out of the stadium. Like, they both got thrown out because she lost her mind. And it was so funny. It was one of the, and then you had like the other moms that were like just agging her on. It was yeah. it, just pure entertainment. But yeah, one of my Love favorite it. things to do when I go to games. So good. Uh, no, let's digress. talk a little bit more about the Colts game and the Jags game. Cause obviously okay. just not expected at all. In terms of what obviously what we thought the outcome would be, but I think this is really mm-hmm. just a testament to me to put one more stamp in the book of why I think Jonathan Taylor deserves the MVP so much because it's clearly the Colts have just been on his shoulders the entire season. And when season. he's not performing, you're left with Carson Wentz and he's not going to win you a game. It's it, brutal. I think that was a theme 
of this week, if we had to choose a theme, it is pressure that certain quarterbacks can't handle. And I'm not talking about 300-pound men rushing at your face, not just that blitz pressure that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the pressure of going to playoffs, making it past – regular season. Yep. Some some of these quarterbacks take on like this Superman persona where they feel like they have to do everything. Carson mm-hmm. Wentz is known for doing this constantly. Yep. I mean, Matthew Stafford, yep. same thing. 100%. They have this Superman complex and they end up ruining it for their team because they are trying to do too much. Let your team perform and stop making dumb decisions because that's yep. what it came down to with Carson Wentz. I mean, everybody was just like stop at at what point do you just pull him out of the game because honestly you're better off having jonathan taylor take a snap from behind and just run yeah no literally it just it it was a it was very upsetting to realize the culmination of the end of the season was i think also probably for colts fans to be like okay we have jonathan taylor but we're also just shackled with carson Wentz, and i don't know that they make a move this off season to change that. I don't think that the kids are necessarily in that position or think that they're going to make that move, but what has to change in order to make him more successful? Cause in my opinion, I feel like Jonathan Taylor is able to do a lot behind that offensive line. So is it, is it Jonathan Taylor or is it, and this is a perfect question for you being the one that you are in analyzing offensive lines, but like, doesn't Carson have enough time or is, is it just me? Like, so I will say that that offensive line had a had a bad game this weekend. They did. Right. Week 18 didn't look great. But that offensive line is a great line, and typically they perform really well. I will say guarding a quarterback like Carson Wentz is incredibly difficult because, one, he holds onto the ball way too long. Mm-hmm. Two, he makes dumb decisions, which is hard for it's just it's hard for you to protect a guy when you don't know what he's gonna do. He doesn't yep. know what he's gonna do, and he takes too long to make a decision. He's yep. not decisive. Whenever he does try to be decisive, it's I mean, we watched it play out yesterday. So I think that it's just if you're asking me if it's a quarterback or an offensive line issue, I think that it's a quarterback issue. I think that yeah. you get really almost anybody else behind that offensive line and they could have made it they yeah. they would have won that game 100% I agree cuz like he has weapons too like i mean michael pittman has had amazing flashes this entire season of brilliance in terms of like not just fantasy performance but just overall skills and uh awareness on the field that you'd expect from a much older receiver he's he really has all of it to be you know amazing for the next several years not just for fantasy purposes obviously but to be a really good weapon on that team and so you look around and you're like it's not that you're really lacking players here Carson like this is when you're sitting in the room and you're wondering who is it who is who it is it's you like you and if you can't figure it out it's if you if you look around the room and you're like who is it and you don't know it's probably you and that's kind of what I'm getting at with Carson and hopefully this offseason they can restructure some things maybe fit some plays to better be tailored to him but at the same time I mean how can you look at this offense besides just saying well I'm drafting Jonathan Taylor and that's about it that I can have trust in I mean, that's what with with Carson Wentz at quarterback, I don't have faith in anybody else other than Car- or than Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. And the thing is, is like this has been a trend. Carson's been with how many teams at this point now? And yeah. it's you, buddy. It's you. It's the same choke fest that we've seen over and over and over and over again. And yeah. I, I will say, like, I, I didn't make it very far in hard knocks because they're just making him out to be this great guy. And that's where I think that sometimes they get skewed with the players and then fans whenever we see this is because, yeah, like you can be a great guy, but yeah. this is a business and yeah. people lose their jobs when you perform like that. Yeah. I don't know. hundred percent. And uh, no, that's a really good way to put it too, because you, you'll definitely get people coming at you on Twitter and it's like, you know, if you say like, you don't think you think Carson Wentz is a terrible quarterback. You say something like that that could be inflammatory to his fan. And they're like, no, he's a fantastic guy. I'm not saying he's a bad guy. Did I say I think he's a terrible person? No. Yeah. I said he's bad at his job. Like, mm-hmm. 
you know, if you put me in a waitressing job, you can tell me that I'm bad at that job because I don't know how to do that job. I'm terrible, but mm -hmm. I'm a graphic designer. So I know I'm going to be a good graphic designer if you give me a job to do that. Like, you know, just stick with what you know. But for Carson, it's kind of like I feel like he needs to kind of go back to school a little bit on some of these things to really make some changes, some very fundamental changes at his core of how he plays the game to stay successful. I just – I don't think he has it in him. I, and yeah. I know that people are going to come at me for saying this, but like I said, it's the exact same thing with Matthew Stafford. It's you, they are beating themselves in their head, which makes it really easy to take advantage of. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that game next, actually. Um, the Rams game, because that, that end in, in the end interception, we obviously saw the, um, the Bucks locker room watching that play and then realized they were going to get the second seed in the, in the playoffs as a result mm -hmm. of that interception. Um, so nail in the coffin on that one, just absolutely brutal, but totally a testament to what you've just said that this week is almost a theme about of guys trying to do it all and they can't. And it just didn't make sense entirely why he made that throw, why he made the call to make that play, especially to OBJ that he hadn't had that brilliant connection with the entire game. Like make that pass to Cooper cup any day. And I won't second guess mm -hmm. it, but you, he had a lot of misses with Odell the entire game as well. And that also confused me. I, I mean, I don't, I don't have much to say other than I, I think that it's a him issue. Yeah. I, that that's all that's all i mean it ain't was, us buddy it's you he was well protected um there was there were several open balls that he just missed or you know like you can go back and, and it's easy it's easy for me to say whenever i go back and i watch film and ever and i can do it at my own pace and i don't have like massive men flying at me that want to take my head off sure. but whenever you don't? i'm Not sitting like there <laughs> and i'm like your first look open second look open Third look and eh, fourth look open. Then you go for your fifth target, and it's just like, come on now. Like, yeah. it's like he's constantly wanting to showboat, and he feels like he needs to show off his arm. Bro, we know that you can throw the ball. Like you've proven it. Yeah. But you don't have to be that savior every single play or every single game. You no. just have to win. Yeah. Like do what's best. Do what's working. And sometimes. Yeah. Another one who does this is Patrick Mahomes, but people don't want to talk about that because of all the Patrick Mahomes stands. But I said it from the beginning, and we watched that happen at the beginning of the year, and it hasn't gotten any better. The defense has started playing better, and his weapons have started adjusting. The offensive line has saved his rear. But anyways, I'm digressing. Matthew Stafford has got to get out of his own head, got to get out of his way. Yeah, And I don't know how you fix that. I don't know either. Magnetizing him? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Telling him that this game doesn't matter. I And that's what it comes down to. It's the outside pressure. Yeah. I heard from several uh, media outlets before the game, you know, the Rams will win this game if Stafford keeps a clean game and doesn't have an interception. The Rams will win. Like, yeah, pro that's probably 100% true, but we're not going to know that. Not? Yeah, because he obviously just – he is making these weird decisions that don't seem to make sense. And then he'll make these plays usually to Cooper cup who ends up saving the play and making a brilliant catch. But that, you know, but like, that's my thing. If, it, if anybody's <laughs> going to be a savior on that team, it needs to be Cooper cup. Like yes. let, let him live in the glory because he makes it happen. I don't he know. Absolutely does. And I OBJ mean, really, I know. really, I hope I want to, I wish that I could interview his dad. After every game like that. Yes, absolutely. Daniel's saying Maddie dropping the Mahomes truth bombs. So these are the bombs people need to hear, you know? And Maddie's just here to deliver those messages. <laughs> and I'm just applauding. Don't hype it up, Daniel. Don't <laughs> hype it up. <laughs> I love it. Uh, no, let's talk about let's talk about our Steelers Ravens game. Cause it was I mean, it was an ugly game to begin with. It was the back and forth. There was a lot of mistakes. There was just a lot of it was a slow beginning to the game as well. It didn't get fun until the very fourth quarter. And then all of a sudden it was, you know, tumultuous and we're it was right a rough game to watch. It, it was. was, it wasn't a clean game. It wasn't like, Oh, we did that great. It was like, 
Oh, um, what both sides of the ball. It, it was it, both both sides of the ball. All of it was just like, oh, this is messy. I hope that TJ Watt gets the sacks that he needs to beat this record. That <laughs> was like about all that I could hope for. You know what it was like? Honestly, have you ever just gotten really plastered and then you wake up the next day and you go back and watch your like Snapchat stories or your Instagram stories and you're yeah. like, why did I think I was cute? <laughs> why was I karaoke? Why did I look like that? Why did I post that? And you're immediately trying to delete it. And it's like 400 viewers, 600 viewers. And you're like, when did I get popular? Why do people <laughs> want to watch this train wreck? Why is this the only time that I've got this many views? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That because was like, the cringe yeah. that I felt watching this game. Just I, it was it was bad. It was from two cringy. teams that traditionally, and I I know there's a lot of injuries on both both sides and yeah. and all of the things. It's week 18. Mm-hmm. It's the bottom of the barrel. They don't have yep. anything left. The Ravens weren't playing for anything. Yeah, I mean, and the Steelers were kind of. I think they were also trying to probably just play to give Ben a good last game was probably like the main thought that they had in their heads as well, because no one thought that the Jags were going to beat the Colts. So it wasn't that type of uh, we have to play for the playoffs. It's like we're playing to just to not lose. Like we're just like we're just trying our best. Um, but then, it you know, obviously it all transpired the way that it did. Um but also, yeah, I agree. I think everyone, especially on the t- Steelers, I don't know how we're going to look going into next week because I feel like everyone's got some sort of injury after this weekend. I mean, Deontay kept like going down and then hobbling on his way back up multiple times. So I know that he's not 100%. Pat Fryermuth, I still think, is not 100% after that concussion he had a bit ago because you can see there's still some missteps there. Um, ben obviously got hit plenty. <laughs> Kyle saying, I felt uh, that on personal level, Kyle. Kyle saying, I'm not that cool, not that hip or cool. Um, what are Insta chat and Snapgram? You don't even need to know, it's you not even important. Know. Yeah, there's no, yeah, don't, don't worry about it. But it's continue, Sam. Yeah, no, you're good. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't even know where I was going with that, but uh, no, just like I feel like I'm. I'm nervous about watching the Steelers go into this playoffs matchup. Obviously it's the Chiefs, um, but I don't feel like it's a hundred percent Chiefs kind of going back to what you mentioned earlier about Mahomes. And I feel like there's going to have to be a lot of saving plays on other players in this one. And if the Steelers defense can, you know, wake up and it feels like there are moments they've been waking up more recently, if they can, and TJ Watt can go off and go crazy, we might have a chance in that one. I mean, like the slimmest of slimmest chances, like, the Dumb and Dumber clip, you know, you're telling me there's a chance. So like, you're saying there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. One in a what million. What a good reference. Yes. Like, it's it's one in a million. It's that gif over and over again is how I'm going to be feeling that entire game. But. Uh, I don't think TJ Watt is. Kyle said, sorry to interrupt the great analysis. It's all good. It's a Monday night. We're having fun. It's She's post-season. full of them. She's full of them. She'll come back with another one. Um, yeah. Do you think TJ Watt is healthy? Uh, no, I don't think he's 100% healthy. I think he's going to continue playing. I don't think we're not going to see him next week, but I think he's going to be in an ice bath every other hour on the hour until that game. Um, he's, yeah, he's going to be what he therapy, red light therapy, all of the therapies, mm-hmm. cryo, the therapies, cryo. He's in all of them. Yeah. Um, gonna, he's probably going to go and do some palm readings and some spiritual therapies as well. You know, just make sure everything is head to toe good, uh, whatever he needs to do. <laughs> burning sage yeah he's gonna he's saging they're saging the locker room (laughs) someone will sage it before they go in as a visitor (laughs) there's gonna be a lot can you imagine mike tomlin going in and saging a locker room i cannot no i kind of also kind of want to see it like i think that'd be really funny i think i think i would like i think i would like to have mike tomlin as a dinner guest he is hands down the top of my list of like who I would love to interview. I've had this question before as a guest on other podcasts, like who would be your per- first person you want to interview? And I know that the question is asked because it's like, you're tr- supposed to pick like a celebrity or someone mm-hmm. else. But I'm like, no, it's Mike Tomlin. I just know, like, I don't care about anybody else. I just want to talk to you because I have so many questions about, 
about his just mindset and how his mentality as a coach. And obviously he's gone through so much as a coach over the years with the organization. Um, I just feel like he's, he would be the most fun person to have a one-on-one chat with. He'd be so cool. Oh, I think so too. Also, he's just got this swagger about him, you know? He does have a good swagger. It's, I don't it's know just what like it is, that. but you it's, just you're it's attracted the refusal to, it. to smile. Yes, it's the refusal to smile, or like when he like tries to hide a smile and the camera gets it, and he's just like. And you you have no i you have no idea what he's thinking. It's a poker face. I definitely asked him. Oh, <laughs> yes, you have Kyle <laughs> calling you out. <laughs> Will Jenkins also joining us saying, what up, guys? Better late than never. Good to see y'all. Still alive, Sam. Lol. Thank you. Yes, I'm still alive. Yeah. I'm sure that a lot of people were wondering. Maybe just tuning in to make sure that I was still alive. But yes, I'm still alive. She's still here. She's still still here. here. I should probably send this to my mom so she knows I'm still alive, too. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, Let's talk about another game as well, though. Because, I mean, I'm sure that we'll be talking plenty of playoffs. And we can wrap this up Mm -hmm. with our playoff predictions for next weekend. And then we can, you know, if we each pick different matchups that we think are winning, we can see who wins by the end of the week. And then we'll bring our homework back to class on Monday night. And it'll be a lot of fun. (laughs) If you hear these noises, that is my dog. I don't know when he got so vocal. He's, like, throwing toys at me also because he wants to play fetch. And I'm trying to ignore him. And now he's, like, whining. So if you hear noises like that that's not me okay that's so Um, cute nox is doing that too (laughs) your your cat's playing fetch i love it um oh oh wait okay one more kyle Mm -hmm. speaking of calling me out i think i told sam she picked josh allen too early in the dr roto draft before the season he was the qb1 again uh so great call thank you i i knew i knew the call i was making when i made it kyle i had faith in the call there were I did have to do some waiting to make sure that we were getting 100% Josh Allen, but he turned it around in the end. It, it was good. And it's I all about the finish there. So made it to the playoffs in that one. That's all that matters. Um, which game are we going to talk about next? I just lost my train um, of thought. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we are all over the place tonight. In my defense, I have been sick, so. I may or may not be hungover on cough medicine right now. It's it's just like this weird fog. I don't normally take medicines. And so yeah. when I do, it's just like my body doesn't know what to do with it. And I'm just sedated. Yeah. Um. We get, Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, I was just going to say, I feel like I also have to apologize for my like stutteringness this evening. I haven't slept very well for the past like week and a half i go through bouts of insomnia on occasion it's one of the things that you deal with when you're also dealing with different levels of depression throughout your life it's something that you always have to deal with so i'm going through an insomnia time and that's how it is so and she still showed up for us wow (laughs) and you look good thank you when i go through my insomnia phases i look like a zombie (laughs) close to this there's there's a lot of makeup just here (laughs) just right here otherwise makeup's a beautiful thing yeah otherwise it'd look like i got two black eyes but it'd be ridiculous i had a lot of people um message me and they were just upset about their bets in the packers beating the lions and Mm -hmm. that they had that's what they had bet and they were very upset and they're like sam why didn't this happen what's going on and i'm like i'm sorry did you know that it's week 18 did you know that the packers clinched already and that they're planning on resting the majority of their team. They're going to rest all of them. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't they? I'm like, why I'm do you sorry. think at the beginning of the season we were all like, if you are in charge of a league, cut it off at 17. There's no reason you need to go to week 18. No reason. None. Nothing good is going to happen. This no. is why. Absolutely. But then I was just like. First of all, I'm like, these are people that I know that make bets very often. So I'm also just like, okay, I don't make bets on single games very often at all just because I'm too busy setting so many lineups to really place additional bets on Mm -hmm. games. So when people hit me up about them, I'm just like, I I go with my obvious takes across the board. But then when they said, what's going on with this game? And I look at them, I'm like, I'm sorry. Are you new here? (laughs) Don't (laughs) act new. The last week of the season in football and a season and a team that has clinched and has no reason to win this game. You're welcome. I, I will say this is really embarrassing and I'm going to admit this. I Like I said, I've been sick this past week, so I've been taking medicine. I forgot that I bet on the Raiders to win. And last night, Dang. 
thing. I know. Last <laughs> night when we were watching the game, I was texting one of my friends and I was like, who do you have? And he said, the Chargers. I was like, yeah, me too. Like I'm watching. I was like, they're about to score here. It was in overtime. And then everything happens and I get this ding from Bovada <laughs> where I bet I bet a parlay. And I was like, oh, shoot. I'm glad the Raiders <laughs> won. It sealed me the deal from my parlay. I placed a $10 bet and won over 300. So it ended was up past Maddie giving future Maddie a gift. I know. <laughs> and I was just like, I com- like completely forgot until I got that alert. So obviously I shouldn't be betting on games. Kyle um, has a question for us here, for you specifically on uh, David Bakhtiari. He said, speaking of the Packers, Maddie, what did you think of David Bakhtiari's return? I thought he moved really well and looked strong. I mean... Batiari is just a beast and he, he we beast. knew that he was going to come back strong but my honest opinion I thought that he was a little slower off the ball than what he normally is and I think that there was some hesitation it's almost like I don't know how to explain it in a way that is digest easily digestible but it's his first movement whenever he's coming back and he's setting that back foot to drop it's like he's not um it's just the confidence isn't there yet but i do like it will come back it's all muscle memory so i'm not worried about him going forward but i do think that uh he was a little slower than normal yeah well i think coming back from an injury like that you'd expect them to be probably slow and i'm sure that he didn't take every rep as well in this matchup and i also feel like you know, maybe he's easing back into things, which makes sense. I mean, you don't you you want to come back strong for the playoffs, like we said, it's week eighteen. But a lot of offensive line reps, I mean, a lot of what comes down to it is repetition and that muscle memory and building that, and and that's just going to take some time. Yeah, but hey, at least he got but his feet wet. You know, he's one of my favorites. <laughs> He's one of my favorites. He's fantastic. He throws out some dirty blocks, and they're so pretty. <laughs> they get me so excited. I, I do kind of want to talk just briefly on um, the Cowboys-Eagles game. All right. So, I mean, Dallas – I mean, Dallas blew them out of the water, right? But yeah. the Eagles' offensive line, it's just the more I watch them, the more excited I get. Yeah. My question for you is – what happens in the offseason with this quarterback? I want to hear your opinion. I mean, I think that it would be insane for the Eagles to abandon ship right now. I feel like that would be pulling too much of what the Dolphins tend to like to do, which is grab a quarterback they're excited about at the end of the season, all of a sudden say that he's terrible and then just want to start anew. I think that that mindset makes absolutely no sense. I think that Jalen Hurts is insanely talented, and I think that what they need to do is maybe just continue to grow the script so it fits all of his everything that he can do better because I think that we got to see a lot but I think we could have seen so much more and I don't think that everything was tailored perfectly for all of his skills I think that can definitely be improved in the offseason I think so also and I I think so also that was a lot of so's in there I think we did see a little bit of that right before he got hurt. We watched them start to tailor that offense towards him and it looked really nice. Yeah. The offensive line is amazing. They're able to do insane things, but whenever you are blocking for a quarterback in it, in order to make those blocks you for the RPO offense that they run you really have to have a quarterback who is able to move, make decisions quickly and just make things happen before you're too far downfield or, you know, there's a lot of things to go into it. He has the perfect line to make him successful. He has some great tools, but I was actually talking to Daniel about this. Um, He had asked me about this earlier in the season and the Eagles have Uncle Brian Johnson, who is basically Jalen Hurts' goddad, who Aww. tried to recruit him out of college. And I mean, they are—they already have some chemistry. I don't think the Eagles are even considering jumping ship with the quarterback situation. No, but I, I saw a lot of that on Twitter this week, and so I, I wanted mean, to kind of touch on that. No, for sure. And I think that it's important to touch on that because there's a lot of conversation going on right now with like Baker Mayfield as the quarterback of the Browns and what his future is there. Um, That's going to be a big speculation and there's going to continue to be massive quarterback speculation this offseason. 
And I think it's because of such a quarterback hungry market that we're in right now. I think, yeah, I don't, I don't think that Baker is at risk to be traded. I think that they're probably going to bring somebody in. And to be honest with you, Baker performs well when the fire's lit under his rear. You bring somebody else in and he's going to win that job. I sure. There's no yeah. doubt in my mind. It's just – it's that extra motivation. The quarterback that I'm worried about is Tua. Yeah. Because I think he deserves another season. I mean, mm-hmm. he's – you're going on three seasons with three coaches and – he hasn't had consistency. How are you supposed to develop? He has so much talent and he's proved himself. And then Miami goes and does something stupid like this. And I think it's a stupid decision. I agree. I I think it would be a very stupid decision to move on from Tua. I think you need to give him more time. And I don't think he gets given enough credit for coming back as early as he did after the injury that he had in college as well. You know, that is, that was a very substantial injury that he had. I Mm -hmm. feel like he just he needs more time and I wish that they would give him that it also sucks too because the entire offense went through different litanies of injuries all season long as well so it wasn't like mm-hmm. he everyone was firing on all cylinders and everyone was healthy no one missed a game like okay we got no excuses now like there's too many other issues here that you cannot hang everything on to a right now and he just needs so much more time to develop and I think that he's absolutely worth it I think that he is I do too. Talented. Like he has he's, all these good moments. He does. He sees the field well. He stays calm. He makes good decisions. He was behind a not so great offensive line. And that's hard for me to say because I know a few of the coaches that are on there and it's tough, but it, it is what it is. Yeah. I'm upset that Flores is gone. I think that that was not that a was good a decision. Move. I And what are, what are you getting out of it? We have we have so many teams now looking for head coaches. Like, yeah. who are you going to get that's going to come in and be better? Yeah, which and also that's that what makes me so it, scared about Tua. Is it's just like it's going to delay his growth as well to have to adjust to a new head coach. If they even keep him, like yeah. now it's going to come down to a coach coming in, and what if they don't want to keep him? Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. This is that's gross. how I feel too. Just I don't like it. it. Get it over with. This is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I mean, everything else, obviously, this weekend, um, going back and forth, Kyle, do you uh, both think that Hertz has bought himself two years or are the Eagles going to take a look uh, af- a look after 2022? I think he's bought himself at least two years minimum. Yeah. I mean, I think to look at what he put on film this year and say he's only, you know, okay for one more year, would that would be a big big mistake on anyone making that decision because he's just clearly very very talented and obviously and he continues to develop and that's one yes. thing that I mean Jalen Hurts is a bad example because he does perform well in fantasy but I think as a fantasy world sometimes we forget to look at the development of players and how they're actually evolving with the game and yeah. how are they're leveling up at the next level and he continues to get better and better and better. And yeah, he's made some mistakes, but there's lots of quarterbacks who Tom Brady saw out there making mistakes and he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Absolutely. So I think absolutely he's bought himself a minimum two years. And I think next year we're going to watch him come back even stronger. We're only seeing the beginning of Jalen hurts next year. I think he's going to be insane. And yes, Kyle, to answer this question, so should Hertz be considered a top 12 quarterback in Dynasty? 100% he is in the top yeah. 12 at the very least. I mean, just I was going to say upside, uh, he's higher than just 12. Yeah. Like, I would say at least top eight. Yeah, definitely top eight. I think that's a good that's a good range. I was going to say mm-hmm. I'm like five. I'm like, well, it depends on yeah. the format. But, you know, eight feels like a really good number for him. Um, lots of great quarterback questions. Kyle, do you have a draft coming up? You're starting a new dynasty league tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> uh, she says same. He is. And we're invited now that you now that you dropped that. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, Kyle saying same as Fields Lance, like the quarterback 8-10 range, and then is Hertz over Lawrence for us. So we'll kind of group these uh, the answers to these questions. Um, do you want to go in, first? 
Oh man, you're really hitting Earth, us with it, Kyle. Yeah, okay. Earth over Russell. Okay, let's 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 do a little bit of quarterback rankings. Let's let's okay. get the pen and paper out. And we're talking about dynasty, right? Yeah, Phil scares me because we don't know what's happening there. We really what's don't. gonna happen to Chicago, who's gonna be there. Um, I do think that he's a great quarterback, but I've said this before: standing behind the Bears offensive line is like sliding into Ted Bundy's DMs. It's scary as hell. <laughs> You're just asking to be murdered. Um, I don't want to so, be murdered today. No, oh, thank you. I just worry about him staying safe, to be honest with you. I don't I think that he has high um he has a high outlook but i'm not drafting him anywhere near dynasty just because i don't know what that's going to look like in the future um trey lance i i do think trey lance is going to have a phenomenal career i think that you know two three down two three years down the line is when we're going to start seeing his potential rise um so yes jalen hurts over both of those individuals because I think Jalen Hurts is about to pop off next year. And then Russell Wilson, honestly, Russell Wilson, and I know people are going to come at me for saying this. I would still take Hurts over Russell Wilson. I one, I don't know what next year holds for him. And two, no. it doesn't look like he even cares to play right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> Pun intended, Will Jenkins. He says, LOL. That's a killer analogy, Maddie. <laughs> I love it. I love punnies. I love punnies. Um, I completely agree with your analysis here of these quarterbacks. I do like Hertz more than Fields, Lance, and Lawrence in Dynasty right now. I think one, obviously, because uh, <laughs> you guys are killing me with this. Killing it with these jokes. What's up, um, Albert? <laughs> so good um just with the fact that we've seen it already like we already know what we're getting with with hertz and so it and we all know that it's only going to get better so that's probably the most exciting part everything else has some form of question mark around it um mm -hmm. in that sense and i mean russell wilson even though he is russell wilson and yeah he was only playing with nine fingers this season instead of ten um and next season he will probably be in much better shape to fully finish out a season the way he's always intended however we don't know what team he's going to be with and this big question mark causes a lot of concern for me in dynasty where the goal is to create a team that withstands the test of time that is the goal of creating a dynasty league where you can have a generational team that's like i can go to the playoffs for the next five years mm -hmm. then decide to blow it up rebuild and then create another sort of th that's the whole point at least to that's me that's point. how yeah. i view every dynasty league i have i'm like i built this for to be good for x number of years and then i plan on blowing it up for draft picks like that's just how i always do it and then everyone does draft different in dynasty and i understand that but that's just my perspective on it in terms mm -hmm. of how i would value russell wilson um for the longevity aspect i'm i'm out so if you were to rank them you're going hurts yep are you going to go? I think I would go Lance right now over Lawrence, to be honest. And one of the main reasons for that has to just basically be writing Debo Samuel's name and underlining it three times. Um, just the <laughs> fact that the weapons there, I feel like, are so ready to go right now. Not just with Debo Samuel, obviously with George Kittle as well, um, with the amazing running backs that they have there and Brandon Ayuk as well. Um, they're just and the they mastermind that they have coaching them. Let's and they have a honest. mastermind of a head coach. So, so yeah, I think that Lance has to go right there. Um, and, and another thing that I want to point out about Lance is what we saw at the beginning of the year when we saw a little tidbit and what we've seen later in the year, he hasn't even been getting reps throughout the season and yeah. has already developed. He is making those changes. You can tell how intelligent he is, but he mm -hmm. doesn't overthink things. And that's what you want in a quarterback. Yeah. You need your center to be incredibly intelligent and your quarterback to be intelligent, but not to overthink. Yeah. No, completely. And just showing that level of growth in that amount of time as well is also giving you a lot more confidence in in mm -hmm. him and his draft um, capital as well. So yeah, then it was so that. just in this microcosm because I don't I don't feel good giving you my full dynasty rankings just one through twelve right now. I have to. There's yeah. too many things, but just in this just little what you bubble, threw at us. just this little bubble, I would say Hertz and then Lance. Then I would go Lawrence and Fields. And I'm just going to remove Russell Wilson from this equation because I feel like for dynasty purposes, it doesn't make sense to include him in amongst those four. 
Mm-hmm. I I would actually switch up. I would go Fields over Lawrence just because okay. I don't feel like Lawrence has developed, and it could change. We'll see what yeah. happens at head coach. But if you put them both on the field right now, and I had to choose, I'm going Fields over Lawrence just because I feel like Fields can make plays even when everything else around him is crumbling. And I don't think that Trevor Lawrence has the confidence or the athletic ability to do what Justin Fields can do right I now. Mean, yeah, I think the only might change. I think the only part I disagree with is the athletic ability because I think he definitely still has that. But I agree, he has no confidence right now. No, hundred percent, no confidence, and that's something that he's only going to get when he gets the right coach to help him grow that. Um, as you know, this as he grows his career and as the Jags try and figure out what the hell it is they're trying to do season to season like the goal is to win so hopefully they end up landing on that as the goal but you know it doesn't seem like they have that entirely in their mindset as a as an overall goal it's not on their vision board yet but hopefully for 2022 (laughs) it is hopefully (laughs) i love that uh we slid into full we can't stay away from fantasy football we just can't no we can't we were supposed to talk about playoffs i know We can't even I'll, talk about playoffs. Talk I'll about throw this dynasty. graphic up here real quick so we can at least try and talk about some graphics. Found a graphic mm-hmm. online, taking it from somewhere. I'm sorry. Maybe I shouldn't have done that, but I did. Um, obviously, we have a very fun round of playoffs coming up this weekend. And I want to just go down the list and then let's make picks. Let's start on the right and let's start with the cards and the Rams. Who do you think takes that win this this weekend? Like we we talked about Stafford. We talked about how we don't feel like he's really operating at 100% right now. He's not only does it seem like he's kind of playing hurt, he's definitely playing hurt, but he's also making poor decisions. And He's making poor decisions. Yeah. But then on the flip side of the coin, the Cardinals have not looked like the Cardinals. But no, I- some like like something is worn off it's kind of like when you get a spray tan for like a vacation and then you're like yeah i'm still tan and it's like three weeks later and it's like i'm sorry it's splotchy. just your forearm now and you're very splotchy like you need yeah. to go and look you need a eye. filter yeah um <laughs> the saving so here here's the thing we for some reason the cardinals fall apart without jj watt it's mm-hmm. the watt magic um but if i'm betting on a quarterback here I'm I'm gonna bet Kyler Murray. Okay. Yeah, Cardinals on the road are tough to beat. Um, that will. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you, Will, on that one. Yeah, I I don't know that the Rams are gonna do it. I mean, maybe I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pick the Rams just to be opposite here, but I don't feel okay. confident in the pick. I really don't. So, I think. But I'm gonna write these down as we go. Stafford's Stafford's going to have two interceptions in this game. Yeah. I can see, I can definitely see him having at least one, but um, two sounds about right though. (laughs) Okay. This next, Oh wait, which one are we going to next? Let's go down to, uh, let's just keep going down the list. So we got uh, Niners Cowboys. This game is going to be interesting. Mm. This game is going to be interesting. It's going to be spicy. I like the Cowboys here. Okay. Okay. Now, is that because you have this level of faith in the defense there and just what they're going to be able to do against the Niners? Or is it really that you think that Dak's awake right now? He's he's awake. He's ready to go. This is solely me thinking that they are going to blow up Jimmy G. Mm. Yeah. I can definitely see but, that. And I mean, the Niners have a really good offensive line. I mean, a decent offensive line. They have a couple of really good players. One really good player. Yeah. Um. But I, I just, I think that the Cowboys are going to come hungry and I'm betting on their defense. And I say that was crunchy face because every single time I say this and I pick the Cowboys, and I put my trust in them. They do something like flop. That kills me, but I'm not putting my faith in the Cowboys offense. I'm putting my faith in the Cowboys defense and Dan Quinn. Yeah, no, I think that that's a that's a very safe place to put your trust as well. I do love Dallas's defense. They they've just been phenomenal this season. I'm going to keep opposite though, and I'm going to go with the Niners here. I just think that there are so many tricks up this brilliant coach's sleeves that I think he's going to be able to fluster Dak Prescott. And I think he's going to be able to pull out the upset and pull out the win over America's team. I want to, I don't remember off the top of my head. I was trying to look at 
um, DVOA stats. Let's see. Um, oh, now it's going to take me a second. That's okay. I'll pull up this one from Albert. He says he trusts Dak more than Jimmy G. I don't blame you there, but I but, think I just trust so, uh, Kyle Shanahan just a little bit more. I was going to say, and I mean, it's really not dependent on Jimmy G right now. They've been running no. the ball. Yeah, it's not. And I think that that's been very helpful. And they've also been, you know, Debo Samuel was throwing the football now too. So again, they don't necessarily need it to all be on Jimmy G's shoulders. And I think that's what plays to what plays to their uh, strength is they're literally leaning on everybody else in this. Will saying lol, Maddie's team coach, M coach McCarthy. <laughs> LOL, I wouldn't say that. Uh, uh, yeah, LOL. I, I don't. I don't think that I would say that. Coach, Coach Mike can't game manage to save his life. Um, okay, we are going. It's so much harder to do everything on my iPad. Okay, it's probably operator error. Let's find the Niners. Do, 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 do. Why now I'm just choking like Carson Wentz over here. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you thought that was funny. I enjoyed that very much. <laughs> oh god. Okay. We're good. You good? You got so, it? So Dallas is 16th in run and rush DBOA. Okay. I'm going Dallas. I'm going Dallas. Hey, stick with your pick. I'm, I'm, I'm good with, with it. Pick. Yeah, stick with your pick. I um, overthought that one. <laughs> That's okay. I'm also just going to update anyone who has been so kind enough as to tune into our show instead of the college football championship because, you know, maybe our show is a little bit better than it. However, Georgia did win over Alabama 33 to 18. Somehow, magically, in the time that we were recording, it went from being 18 to 13 to 33 to 18. So that must have been a much more fun end to that one. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Like, wow. Wow, wow, wow. I was not expecting that. We that haven't even been on that long. Um, well, but let's okay. talk about the Eagles versus the Bucks. Yes. This is one where we might end up picking the same team. <laughs> I, I mean, no offense to the Eagles. You're going Eagles too? <laughs> no offense to the Eagles. This has nothing really to do with that team. I think mean, we just talked up uh, Jalen Hurts enough. I think we both know just how capable he is in this offense. However, it's Tom mother effing Brady. Like it's mm -hmm. Tom Brady and it's he's playoffs gonna, it's, it's tom playoffs. brady in the playoffs tom it's brady. not even just tom brady yeah tom brady wants to repeat tom brady does tom brady things this really has nothing to do with you eagles it's no offense to you but this is a tom brady day and they just got the second seed so they're at home they're comfortable tom's gonna make a statement and he's gonna handily win this um, can i put you down for the bucks as well <laughs> <laughs> you can put me down for the bucks <laughs> Patty's hand. Just bucks. I'm just gonna write that really big. Can I put you down for the bucks as well? Can I put you down for that? Yes. All right. Perfect. Surprised you had to ask, but yes. <laughs> I was trying to be polite. Um, but let's move on to the other side of the board and we'll finish these picks out before we wrap up our show. Thank you guys again so much for tuning in. Kyle saying that the look back podcast was greater than the NCAA football. Thank you. We really appreciate that. Wow. Thanks, Kyle. Wow. It means I a love lot. It. But <laughs> it was right. the Ted Bundy joke. <laughs> That just sealed the just deal. Kidding. We got so many more follows. Um, <laughs> all right. Raiders versus the Bengals in this one. And for me, it's it's got to be, maybe this is another one where we pick the same team, but it's a, this is a Joey B win here. Like this is, this is a Joe Burrow game. Uh -huh. I think the Bengals are on one and there's just no chance that the Raiders are going to steal this from them. The Raiders cannot... They don't have the personnel to defend the Bengals. No, I don't think they do. I, it's it's going to be an easy one, I believe. Yeah. All right. So I think we're both going to go with Cincinnati on that one. Mm -hmm. So our tiebreakers are probably going to end up on the other side of this one because I kind of have a feeling maybe I don't know how you're going to go with this next one. Patriots versus the Bills. Which side are you leaning? Are you going? Game with... three. 
game three of this. Yes, I mean, can you, are you not entertained by these matchups and they're getting to see this bout back and forth? I'm really um, excited about this game. I'm This is going to be excited. a really good game. This is, this is going to be intense. Obviously, you've got the man, the myth, the legend that is Bill Belichick and all of his madness that he has and he's capable of doing and pulling off in the playoffs. We know that we love Bill Belichick in the playoffs. Um, but then you've got Josh Allen, who's been phenomenal the team feels like they've finally started to hit a stride um but where do you land are you going to go with the offensive arm that you have with josh allen are you going to go with um the crazy defensive and trick mind trick game that bill belichick is going to play in this one the last time these two teams face i chose the bills because of that i i felt like Josh Allen couldn't handle the disguises and not even just Josh Allen, that offense in general. I didn't think that the offensive line could handle the disguises. However, they weren't even fully healthy and they came out and just put on a clinic. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, Oh, this is so hard. This is a really tough. This is I'm going back and forth in my head right now as you're too, going back and forth. I can make arguments for both. Yes, um, this is really tough. This is can, I guess what we're saying. What we need to look at here too is, I keep saying Bill Belichick versus Josh Allen. I'm not even really saying Mac Jones versus Josh Allen right now, but that is no. ultimately what it is. And I maybe that's where my answer is, and I've just got to go with Josh Allen because I feel like. Like obviously where they ended up last season as well in the playoffs and everything that they pushed through, I think that they're just maybe hungrier and maybe they've got a little bit more tenacity in this one than the Patriots do. Okay. I'm going um, right now. I'm, I'm going to the oldest trick in the book where you're looking at the weather I love it. No, I did. I do that for every one of their matchups as well, because, you know, if it's a blizzardy, snowy, just mess, then I'm going to go with the Patriots. Patriots. <laughs> so are you going to go Patriots? Is it snowy? It's just going to be bitter cold. So well, far. Josh this Allen is can play in the cold. Like, yeah. Yeah. Josh Allen can um, play in the cold. As long as it's not a snowy, nasty mess. This could change. This could change. Could. People come back and they watch me on Wednesday night talking to Doc. This <laughs> could change. But I think I have to go with the Bills right now. All right. So we're both going with Buffalo on this one. And this is solely just because I feel like I think that the threat that the Patriots present is their disguises, their defensive fronts, their sub fronts. And I think think that the bills are to a point now where, where they can combat that a little bit and they can win that battle. Yeah. No, I, I think, I think so too. I think that they, they learned a lot from the loss that they first took against the Patriots. And I think that they, they took that lesson well um, and they're really applying it now. And I think that that's only going to help them going into this matchup. Um, let's finish it off with, with my Steelers versus the Chiefs. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for broke. You know, Steelers are gonna win this one. Why not? Speaking TJ Watt. Existence. TJ Watt is going to make Patrick Mahomes cry and get five sacks in this game. It's gonna be ridiculous. Micah Fitzpatrick is gonna somehow manage to pick him off at least twice as well. It's just gonna be an insanely amazing Steelers defensive game. Speak it into existence. Deontay Johnson won't drop the ball. <laughs> it's gonna be great. <laughs> Who knows? I'm going to go a little bit opposite. A little bit? I think that Casey is going to win in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Yeah. But, you know, I I got nothing for you. <laughs> <laughs> Najee Harris, yay. Najee Harris for the win. Yay. Yeah, Steelers come away and they win this one and upset Kansas City. I'm writing it down, even though it's probably not going to happen. But, you know. Speak into existence. Girl, I'm there for you. I will be excited. Yeah, I'll be excited. Um, you know, you never know. Crazier things have happened, like the Jags beating the Colts. Colts. What? We're not over it. Not no, over it. Not over it at all. It's I'm, I'm gonna. It's gonna literally cause me sleepless nights this week of just like, how did that even happen? And just not being able to comprehend how this came to fruition. But Maddie, everyone can tune in for your next podcast on Wednesday. On Wednesday, catch me and Doc. 
um, the first look. I almost said the look back, but it's the first look. And we have we have a good time on there too. Dog but. really likes to get under my skin. I've learned. I think. Oh, he just he makes these subtle comments that he knows is going to set me off, <laughs> and that's I bite because, every time. That's it. Like, think no, of it this no, no, way: no. it's iron sharpening iron. He knows yes. what to do to make you a stronger analyst and to push yes. these things. That's what he's doing. He always makes me think, and I will say, I always go into like a little torpedo after we get off, and then. I usually win my bets because of whatever decision. I, I'm either really confident whenever I come off of my picks or I rethink and I go back and I'm like, eh. So definitely a good time. Well, thank you everyone so much for tuning in. I'll be dropping my uh, Stockwatch article tomorrow. Look for that. That'll be a lot of fun. Kind of a wrap up of the season. So it'll be a good time. Appreciate everyone jumping in the comments. Kyle, thank you so much for tuning in. Albert, you as well. Really appreciate you guys tuning in and everyone that jumped in. This was a really fun, very, very active episode. So we always appreciate that. Um, But yeah, anything else to sign off before we go? I see your little puppers brought you a toy. He's been throwing toys at me this whole time. And now he's just like all right i'm done with you i'm getting dumped by my dog so cute oh my gosh um but no yeah thank you guys for hanging out with us during the natty appreciate it love it love it love it thanks guys so much for listening to the look back podcast this with sam and maddie check out all the other content seasonal and dfs tools as well as premium access to our staff for all your fantasy sports questions in the members only discord right here at drona.com have a great week everyone Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well and 